Hello. Welcome to the Groomed LA podcast, guys. It's Emily. There's quite a bit of ambient sound. It's not just the Alexa shut off lute in the background. It's the open windows. It's my children puttering around in the background. It's the chimes on the balcony. It's the fire trucks going by. Apparently there was a fire on the street today. True story. Um, a fire, uh, um, a garbage truck was, you know, the little things that spin around the as the garbage truck's going by. It caught on fire right around the corner outside the dog store. And apparently there was a big hubbaloo, hubbaloo. I don't know. I just made that word up today. Oh, by the way, I'm not even talking to you guys. I'm talking to my kid um, today. So guys, welcome. Groomed LA, the beautiful life awaits. I have no idea what number episode we are on, but I do know that I have an amazing guest today. But before I talk to you about my beautiful guest, Milana Snow, AJ, can you see we're recording a podcast? I, I can't get into the finer details of it. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Go Google it. Okay. So before I get into the finer details of my literally legit gorgeous um, guest today, like one, another one of those stunning, beautiful people inside and out that it's like sitting, it was like sitting, it was kind of like sitting next to the sun. Like Milana Snow is so beautiful and so bright um, emanating from every sort of pore of her body that it was like sitting next to the sun, bright. And almost like you can't even look at her. She's just, just wonderful. Um, just wonderful. I sound like, uh, I gotta know, like I'm riding the Crosstown bus on 82nd Street uh, in New York. She was wonderful. Oh my God. Did you see them? Did you see the Philharmonic? They were wonderful. Okay, let's just fill you in a little bit. What's going on? Well, it's been a ridiculous heat wave. And, you know, I w actually re-listened to the last podcast I recorded and I sounded like I was on morphine. And let me tell you, I wasn't. Trust me, I wasn't. Um, I could use a little. But um, I was just under the spell of like 104 degrees and I just sounded very lethargic. Um, which is where my caffeine habit kicks in. Um Anyway, it's been really hot in LA and pretty unbearable. Um, let me think what's been going on. I don't know. You know, this, like I said, there's been incredible changes in my life. And I, I swear I owe it all to the modern feng shui of Megan Wallace James, who, by the way, just did an episode on that so retrograde. So you can hear all about her, her modality. But I'm telling you that the clearing of the clutter in your house in my, okay, I can speak for myself, in my house, created massive shifts and brought in so much abundance. I can't really talk about it right now. It's a little bit under wraps, but just know that I really feel that there's like a magnetic, energetic science to what is in your immediate surroundings. And like once you do the cleanup, like now every time I look around, I can't, I just want to throw stuff away. Um, what has been going on other than that? Oh, I just wanted, there was a really funny story. You know, it's like, I feel like I'm at the place in my life where it's wild how things really change. I'm at the age where, you know, I used to want to make like, um, I used to feel that I had to sort of be, I don't really know what I'm talking about. All I know is that I feel really good that I kind of gave up acting, not kind of, that totally gave up acting because 
I had an audition randomly. You know, once in a while I get an email from my uh, agents. I actually do still have agents. God God bless them. And uh, I went on this audition. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Netflix, Eddie Murphy film. That could be some good, that could be good SAG health insurance. You always want to, as far as I'm concerned, the only reason you really act is to get the SAG health insurance. It's an incredible union. And the SAG pension, I mean... The pension, if you can get work in SAG and then it's just incredible. So it's a wonderful union. The actors are really, and that's probably the only way they're taken care of in Hollywood. That being said, I was like, oh, okay, that's cute. Oh, it's just, oh, it's one scene. And then I, by the way, this was like two months ago, but I'm just a little slow on the uh, uptake here with my stories. And I was like, oh, okay, one scene, Netflix. I could, a few days, I could, it was like, it was like a couple of days of work. I'm like, I could do that. I look at it. Okay, woman in movie theater. Okay. Okay, I could do woman in movie theater. Oh, angry. Angry woman in movie theater. Okay, well, I could do that. And then I looked at what I had to learn to go on tape, by the way, which you have to pay to do. And not only was it one line, but the line was, shh. Let me do it again. Shh. So there was... A moment when I read that, and ironically, the first movie I think I ever did as an adult in New York, I think it was this movie called The Night We Never Met with like Matthew Broderick, Eric Stoltz, maybe Annabella Sciorra, Sciorra, I can't pronounce her name. And I was the angry woman in the movie theater going Shh, to Matthew Broderick. Anyway, the point is I felt like I it was a completion. It was a circle. It was... The circle of life had had closed for me on that when I when I received those sides, not to mention went in to do the audition on tape with my daughter, who, by the way, as far as I'm concerned, ruined the whole audition for me. Sorry, Aria, wherever you are, because she was watching me and going like, that sucked. That was the worst take. Mom, that was terrible. Like I could, I was like, will you stop? She, by the way, she's 12. She was commenting, you know, just. I was so in my head because all I had to do was like get Aria off my back about the audition that I think I sat, I completely sabotaged myself on the shh. I was like, oh my God, I was so focused on this. I didn't lean forward. I didn't, the bottom line is, thank God. If I, if you want me in a movie, you just have to put me in a movie. I'm not auditioning. I'm just letting you know. Okay, maybe I'll audition. But what I'm saying is at this point in my life, it feels so good to know what I know about what I can do, what I'm capable of, in terms of the joy I want to bring in my life. And I'll tell you what doesn't bring my joy. It's auditions where you have to go, shh, one line. It, it, okay? On that note, I did get a residual check yesterday for one episode of Criminal Minds. One episode, okay? And let me tell you, this check, it was a hefty check. It was more than my rent, okay? One line. And it played like a million times on Hulu. I'm like, you know what? That shit makes it worth it. Let me feel feel my way to the end of this story. You know what, guys? There isn't one. I was trying to give you a little anecdotic story. You know, start out the podcast with some humor and a little relatability. I don't even know if you can relate to any of that. On to Milana. Okay, so you know where I first saw this goddess? I saw her when I was at a sound bath at the Den Meditation Center. And if you listen to my last podcast with Tal, you'll know what I'm talking about. I was at a sound bath and I looked down and there was like a yogi journal or yogi times. Actually, let me look it up right now to get it right. Let me try to be a, like a good podcast journalist. It was um, LA Yoga. And I'm like, who is this goddess with the hair and the this? And I wrote her name down and I was like, I need to know her. And I want her on my podcast. 
and hence let the stalking begin. So I just went after this girl. I was like, I need to talk to her. She looks incredible. Um, her story. And she was from New York. Anyway, she's an incredible story. And obviously I don't like to spill the beans and I'll let her take it over. But she started something called, she was actually the woman behind Wellness Official. I mean, behind Serene Book before Wellness Official. Serene Book was like um, a way to book sort of healing modalities. It was kind of like, I guess you could call it not a group on, but like a, an aggregate. And now she's, that ended up closing down. And now she is doing Wellness Official, which is another sort of interactive online marketplace. And it's going to be, cur- it is, it's in existence now. And it's the best of curated practitioners and brands from all around the world. So um, she's a badass. What can I say? Not only does she teach, not only does she heal, not only is she a Reiki master, but um, she's a freaking entrepreneur. Oh, and on top of that, yeah, she was the winner of Project Runway. So um, without further ado, I bring you Milana, um, total goddess. I should be, I don't even know why, like I'm not following her right now. Like, and I mean like following her, like just like being in her life. Cause she was, she was like once again, one of those Insta friends. Um, and, um, and that's all. So you guys rate the podcast, do all that stuff. Wait, follow, send money, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Thank you. And we'll see you on the back end. Bye. So we're here with Milana Snow. Okay. Just talk about your name. Take your shoes off. Like who needs shoes? It's a shoeless house. Uh, Yeah. I don't know why I was wearing shoes. I I know. I'm just joking. Um, (laughs) Okay. Can we just talk about New York City? You were born and raised where? No, actually I was uh, born and raised. I moved a lot. I was born in Denver. I grew up between Denver, Boca Raton, Florida, Boulder, and then Houston. Okay, what what's that about? My mom is in the hotel industry, so I, I literally was... grew up in hotels. Oh, that's like a dream. You're like Eloise. K- kind of not because I like don't There's, right. love hotels because I grew up in hotel. I, I like know too much. Right. You know, my mom and uh, mom close that door. Keep going. Yeah, mom. Sorry for telling on you, but like when we go to hotels, you know, my mom's the worst person to go oh, with because she she's very like. It has to be this way. But my mom's a boss. My mom is, you know, she's really gone from literally the bottom of of the industry to the very, very top. So what? my mom has been... Was she a single mom? Um, for a little bit. And then she married my stepdad when I was five. So, okay. So you basically... So I grew right. up with my stepdad and we just... We moved. We just moved all the time. So what was she doing in the hotel industry? She started out as the front desk, like, overnight audit. Right. And over the years, she went from, you know, that to sales, then to general manager, then to, like, area regional manager. Holy. And now she's, like... She's a boss. She's, like, the VP of, like, revenue strategy for the largest uh, hotel management company in the world. I can't even get my <laughs> mind around that. So she's a badass. Yeah, she's She amazing. inspiration. Yeah. Worked away from the bottom to the top. So that was really cool to see Shit. over like 30 years. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Gives us all hope. <laughs> um, okay. So, but were you, so you were just living in New York because I know it says you're from oh, New York. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so I consider myself a New Yorker because I actually had never lived anywhere longer than right. uh, four years prior oh to living in New York. So I lived in Houston for high school. And then um, I went to this little tiny university called Stephen F. Austin State University, which you would not know what unless is you're it? from Texas. It's in the oldest town in Texas, actually. And so I went from there, which was just like 
that that's a whole other story why I went there. I was there for two years. Right. And then I was kind of modeling. Right. I'm throwing up quotations why are right the quotes? now. Because, you know, in Houston, when you're modeling, you're not really right, right, right. modeling. You're right. just in Houston taking right. pictures. Right. No that's offense hilarious. to anyone that's out there doing that. But really, it came to right. the point where it was like, if you want to be a model, you have to move to New York. Of course. Or Paris or Milan. Right. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Right. And um, so I moved to New York and, and went to school in City College in Harlem. And that changed the whole trajectory of my entire life. How? I mean, when I when I first visited New York, I was 18. And okay. it was literally, I think, the second day I was there. I, I remember listening to the radio, sitting on a wooden floor and just like ha- like bawling because I knew I was in the right place. Like for the first time oh, in my life, you know, I'd moved wow. my entire childhood. And living in hotels. Yeah. So like what was like, what were the, mar- like home must be very important to you. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I have a very complex relationship with the concept of home. Home and space and things and yeah. stuff. And- I actually, I, I travel very light. Home for me, I think it's why I actually turned to spirituality because home for me really is me. Right. Because, you had to like bring that with you. Yeah, everywhere. I never even had like physical things. I actually, um, I just recently this past year started to actually like have stuff. I would be the kind of person, even if it was really nice or really expensive, I would just give it away or throw it away because it right. just didn't, things don't have that kind of meaning to That's me. That's amazing though. Isn't it, that good? It can be really good, but it can also be like, you know, you can be a gypsy for a really right, long right, time, right. which I was for a long time, which was great. But um, in the past year, I, I kind of was like, okay, I'm ready to have Grounding. that feeling of home outside of my physical body. Right. Wow. Okay. So then you went to New York Mm -hmm. and then you started modeling and then your career kicked into gear. Well, it took a while. Right. I really just partied most of the time. (laughs) Right. Well, New York is so good for that. I try to tell people like, you know, I haven't been meditating on a cloud in the Himalayas all these years. I've been... Yeah, I cannot wait. on tables for a long time. Oh my God. I did so much. Well, I, I feel like you get to this, you know, your work, the work that you do. Because you were somewhere else. Like it doesn't just arrive. It's It comes Agreed. out of a need and it comes out of, you know, a, a journey. Like you don't arrive at. Totally. I feel like most of the people that grew up with parents that were like meditate or the, they completely rebel against it. Totally. And like investment bankers. Right. Yeah, I mean, no, that's so but true. You know what I mean? Well, that's actually my mom. I mean, my mom grew up with a very hippie grandma. My grandma I'm very close with. So that kind of pushed my mom to be more mainstream and corporate. Right. And then my mom gave me no context for religion or spirituality whatsoever. Oh, really? So I actually filled that gap through reading. And and I, I mean, my first time meditating, I was in middle school and I read a book and just said, let me just try it. You know? And, and, and it, you took to it? I, it was pretty deep the first time. So What did you do as a middle schooler, uh, as a mother of a middle schooler? <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't even I'm Well, the very first book that, that I like really remember reading was a Bhagavad Gita, yeah. which is like the craziest thing ever looking back because it was in a hotel room. You know how like in hotel rooms, I don't know if they still do it now, but how they used to have like Bibles yeah, inside totally. the, oh, yeah. the side tables? Yeah. Well, in Boulder, because it's a total yeah. like hippie granola town. Yeah. Oh, they had the Bhagavad Gita. They had the Bhagavad Gita. Right. That's hilarious. So when we moved to Boulder, that was the first book that um, that was available to me. So I read that and And that was at like 11. Right. Maybe even younger than that, like maybe nine or something like that. Jesus. But that was something that I like just really took to, even though my mom, she had no qualms about it either way. She was like, okay, that's what you're interested in. So by the time I moved to New York, I did have a really deep spiritual background in life but it was really 
even when I would go out, it was still experimenting with all of that. Right. And of course. Having that in my consciousness at 18. Yeah. And, and, and manifesting things. Right. I mean, the whole, even me getting to New York was like, okay, God, show me signs, you know, and if this happens and I'll do this. And so the whole thing was constantly like just moving with a flow that seemed greater than myself. So you did believe in God or oh, you yeah. did have a God, totally. even though there was not like an organized religion that your mom was like, we're Catholic, we're Christian, we're this, well, we're that. At that time, one of the many iterations of my spiritual life, yeah. I was a born again Christian, which is like Ooh. a whole other story. Whoa. <laughs> what was that about? But you didn't expect that. No. <laughs> Still going to the clubs. Right. <laughs> of course. Like doing drugs and worse. I never, Jesus. I never did but, drugs, Right. but I did drink a lot of alcohol, which is a drug it is i never drug. i never did any other drugs than that but God, good for you but i did and and how i how i would you know spend hours and hours and nights and nights and years in the club without drugs is beyond me but i never actually did any drugs when i was living right. in new york which was beautiful wait what clubs did you go to because i used to run clubs in new york city did but you? i'm like double your age so i this mean was like way before now i'm like do born. i recognize you no no you don't <laughs> you really really don't um, trust me like nels and mars these clubs that were well, not around david when Raven. Right. I'm sure you know David oh, Raven. Yeah. Wait, tell me. He had Rex. He used to go to yes. Nels all the time. Rex. And oh he had Lotus God. and Double yes. Seven. What was that like your boyfriend or something? No, 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 no. Yes, One of my Rex. very, very dear friends. Oh my God. Hey David, I don't think you'll ever hear this, but oh my I, God, I remember Rex. That yeah. is that's that's like a small little place. Yeah. He's one of my dearest, dearest friends. And I mean I met him when right. I was like, you know, going out. That's now we're like so beyond nightlife, but I, I mean, God, I, I mean, everything from Pink Elephant to... Don't know it. Um, Pass. I bungalow. moved here in 93. Okay, yeah, this was yeah. in 2007, so... <laughs> Jesus. Okay, next. <laughs> okay, Project Runway. Let's, like, get to the model. Speed like, through. I'm just curious. Like, my, by the way, the girl... Um, the people who started that, do you know, like the magical elves? Did you ever meet with those people? No. The magical elves. Magical elves is like the was the original like production company. Oh no, anyway. full picture was our. Yeah, production this was company. like back. They like started that back oh, in the day. Really? Yeah, she went to. She grew up in New York City. Jane. Oh. Lipsitz. Okay, oh, so cool. so tell me, what the heck was that like? Tell us about that wow. journey. Yeah, that that was a really crazy thing. Because what year was that? This was 08. No. God, no, I'm sorry. 2010, ago. excuse me. Okay, 2010. eight years ago, you get a call. Yeah, so I was, I was um, at the time, I was working at Vibe Magazine. Oh, doing and, what? Um, I was working under the editorial director okay. and the creative director, producing shoots with them. Fun. And then I was working at the sister magazine, which was called Uptown, which was under the same uh -huh. publishing group. Yeah. And I was actually running the um, circulation department. So there. you weren't like relying on on acting or modeling. No, you no. had a job job. Yeah, as and, you should. And I was going to school right. full time, so oh. I I was like, okay, really, I never wow. slept. <laughs> So it was a great time. It, it was like dreams come true. I right. wanted to work at Vibe for years and I ended up working directly with the publisher and, and the wow. original founder, Len Burnett. And he's like right. a, a uncle to me. So wow. it was an amazing experience. And I was going to school at City College for PR right. and I was kind of modeling. My last year of college, it was actually hard for me to finish because I was working so much. That it was tough for me to finish that Jesus. year, but I did. And yeah. about 10 days after I graduated, I got this call from my agent to go, audition for Project Runway and at the time I wasn't really working maybe I'd like booked like maybe right. one job a month right 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 if that <laughs> yeah and That's I was a, a lot. very small agency and but I had I had a great right. life working at the magazines on the other side of it so um 
So I remember getting this phone call and when I hung up the call, I just remember just hearing like, you are the winner of Project Runway. Like this. Holy just like, shit. What the fuck? <laughs> you just got a download. Yeah. You and got I, and because download. I, you know, at this point I was now more back to my new age spiritual self, but because I had had such a like rich past with my spiritual right guidance i knew that that was not me i was like whoa that that was weird and i i literally remember laughing out loud and being like god can i just go to the audition first like it was right. like, it was a joke that i had with you mean like, you really had this like, yeah i was like oh can i just go to the audition first before you tell me something like that and so i go and i remember what was the audition it was um it was at parsons okay and we had to like walk down a fake runway, right. which is basically like a classroom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember they had heels and it was raining that day. And so my the heels that they had me try on didn't really fit. And my feet were wet and I slipped the first time. Oh, my God. And I remember the main casting director. God, I wish I wish I could find out who that guy was. He just kept on like looking at me very weird. And I was like, hmm. And there was definitely like this. I always say when I tell this story, there was like a, a thickness in the air. There was just something different about that audition. And I could tell. Wow. And even when I like kind of slipped, the the main casting director was like, do you want to go again? Which usually they don't give you another. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's like, OK, thanks. You know, um, and I said, yeah, I'll do it again. And so I I tried on another tighter pair right. of shoes and Jesus. then I walked and and I remember giving getting my portfolio back from him. He was like, you look so familiar to me. And I knew that I didn't because I didn't work. So I knew that was not true. Right. <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, yeah, OK, thanks. And then I right. just I went home that night and I said, OK. There was definitely something about that audition. And I, I find that, especially even with meetings, like outside yeah. of modeling or acting, you kind of know when things just feel like right. this is going to go somewhere. Yes, I love that. Right? Well, it doesn't happen a lot. But when, <laughs> but when you have it, yeah. You just kind of feel it. Yes, absolutely. So I felt it. And then I went, so that night I was like, okay, if this is really the case that I'm the winner of Project Runway, I'm going to believe it if I book it. If I book it then like, that's just done. like, it's done. That's what I believe. And I'm going to stay in the vibration of that. That's my job. And I'm going to use the next few months to just experiment with all the things that I've learned over the past, I think it was like at the time, 10, 15 years. And I'm just going to experiment it all this summer. What were those things? What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, so it was like, really, I remember writing down like the, the vibration of winning. Like, what is that? Like, if I'm the winner, then like, what does that actually mean? If that's done? And the first thing that came up was there's no such thing as competition. Ooh. Like you don't compete because you're the winner. Okay. This is so <laughs> fucking intense. Right? Well, this is what was coming to you. You're like, yeah. oh, I get it. There is no competition. I've already, it's already in the cards. It's already done. Okay. Whoa. And I, I, even as I'm saying this, I'm like, ooh, this, I need to listen to this a right, few times. That's, <laughs> a, that's a good, right. Like that's a great. Yeah. I mean, to really be like, it's wave done. To ride. And so. I, like the energy of competition so is, is right. yeah, is yeah. like literally not even valid because there's no such thing as competition if it's already done. I don't, you know, so that was the first thing. So if there's no such thing as competition, enjoy the ride, then like, like kindness, sharing, even like helping somebody to do better, feel better, look right. better, sound better, whatever is not a problem. I don't need, to, I mean, I, I never was a competitive type and like I would undercut, but it yeah. was like in a situation like that, maybe I wouldn't say, Hey, you've got lipstick on your teeth right, right, or right. something if right, right, right. Go down there. Right. or whatever. I don't know. I'm sure I would. But in, in that mindset, it was like literally like there, 
everybody I get to be super kind and supportive of and not be like shut down from or separate oh. myself from, which is probably what I would have done. Not like be competitive, but just shut myself yeah. away. And More of like a um, like an athlete in like a focus. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. A different mentality. Yeah. But you so believed you're like you, you you had this download that you could actually just be in the, your best, your highest humanity, which is how ultimately we should all be exactly. in any competition. But we're not, especially on TV. Yeah, like, so exactly. And was that what was that what you so so then you get the call? Like, yeah. What happens? So literally the next day I booked it. They're like, you got it. You're yeah. Like, Holy shit. What does this mean? And then they say, and and by the way, you have to go in like right now and you have to go sign like a 13 page contract contract that says that you're not going to tell anyone, not even your parents that you're on the show for the first month until it comes out. So you literally can't tell a soul, which at first I was like, okay, yeah, sure. But then you like read through the contract and it's literally like, we will sue you for millions and millions right. of dollars because it's a reality yeah. show, right? Where yeah. they want to secure like the yeah. ending for people. So you couldn't tell anyone that you even got on the show. Yeah. Like so I basically parents. just had to tell my job at the time, like, hey, I have to take a couple weeks off. And I, I got a TV show. I said that. I got a TV okay. show. I got to take a couple weeks off. And thankfully, my boss was really cool about it. And he was like, okay, for like two weeks. He's like, sure. And um, But I knew that I would have to quit because I'm like, right. I'm going to be on the show the whole summer. So, And they were shooting in New York. Yeah. They shot Perfect. at Parsons. And we shot about six to seven days a week for the first month. Oh, my God. 12 to 14 hour days. Yeah. Was it crazy? It was insane because so I knew so I knew that there were so many I'm things to do my little Insta story thing. Oh, yeah. And I'll save them for later. Yeah, please. Okay, so go on. This is such a good story. Um, so I, I knew that there were certain things I had to do to keep myself like in a high vibrational state. And so one of those things for me at the time was Bikram yoga. Uh, and I'm a little less Bikram now. I'm more. Right vinyasa flow yin mm. but i at the time that like type a you know pose by pose by pose is what i needed i needed yeah. structure in my life at the time so that was something i, I did every single day and <laughs> my phone the sound is so bad there's something wrong with it okay go on so i did it every single day and um and i just set myself to like eat a really high vibrational diet i i drank very little alcohol, if any at all. And I just, I really kept myself, I, I was reading, I was listening to really high vibrational music. And, you know, we were in a, at first when you get to the show, there's 17 designers that have 17 models. So you're in this very pressurized right. environment in a room that's like smaller than this room with 17 women who think that they have to compete. Right. So it's the, the tension is high. So, Oh, you know, am I fat? Oh, uh. Did, didn't you hate the dress she put me in or, you know, all of that back and forth. Right. And so uh, for me, those conversations weren't even worth having because right. it didn't matter if my dress was beautiful or ugly. I was going to win. So it's just not even like, so you, I didn't tell anybody right, that, by right. the way. That is in, wait, do you, do you naturally have that kind of like, so it wasn't even just like, yeah, I'm a really, it wasn't about confidence. It was mm -hmm. like a real download mm -hmm. because like, do you know what I mean? You don't even need to have confidence when you when you know that it's How, truth. Ha, have you had more of those experiences, like where you're like you know something? Not necessarily that it's a positive thing, like this is gonna work out well for me, but like when you've gotten a download that's like, 
oh, it's legit. I know it. Like, do you now believe that you are tapped in? Is that kind of, did that open up something for totally, you in terms yeah. of your connection to yourself and like what your capabilities are of like totally. tuning in? Yeah. And I, I talk about this with my clients all the time. It's, it's like crazy. getting into that place of yeah. knowing. Because even when you know something, even when you feel insecure or uncertain, that knowing is indelible. Like you can't erase that. So, I mean, even when I moved to New York, like I knew that moment where I was sitting on the floor and I yeah. cried because I I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I, I was 18. I had no money. Like I didn't know anybody there. Literally. It didn't make any sense, but I knew. So that was all that I could like, that was where I came from with it. You know, so that's Jesus. kind of been the rule for me. Okay. I mean, someone called that psychic. Someone <laughs> say you had like a psychic flash. Perhaps, right? Yeah. I never thought of it that and way. And then, I mean, for you had like a foreshadow for, yeah. and then did you know as you were going, like, did people tell you like, oh, it looks like you're going to, like, are you just, you don't know no, to the end? No, I was actually the underdog. I was the complete wow. underdog. I was the only girl that came from a small agency. Right. All the other girls came from like the bigger agencies, right. like the Fords and Wilhelminas. Right. I couldn't even get an, an appointment at Ford or Wilhelmina right. at the time. Right. So I and I was also concerned that considered the curvy model. So I was the model that was like the biggest girl with the biggest butt on the show. <laughs> crazy! Oh my god! And and you know was like kind of right. just the underdog in a lot of ways. And I had heard myself being referred to as such by other right. people. But what was really interesting was there were lots of signposts that I that were not by anyone's confirmation, but they were like little signals and like synchronicities that I was like, oh, that's another sign. That's another sign. That's like another what? sign. Well, I remember um, the designer that ended up uh, choosing me that we end up going on to, to right. win together. Um, she was in the same vicinity as the designer that I had spent most of my show with April, mm -hmm. who I really loved. And we, we connected really well. And April was, is really talented. Mm -hmm. And, um, Gretchen was next to us. And so sometimes Gretchen would hear April and I speaking and she'd kind of peek over and it turned out that she actually lived in Boulder, Colorado the same time I did. Oh. And she was the manager of Buffalo exchange. And that was my favorite store when I, I was in middle Buffalo school. Exchange, right. So I would go to that Buffalo exchange when I was in middle school and she was, I think in college and she would, Oh, she was, and she was a designer, she, right? And she was the designer. So oh. little synchronicities like that. I'd be like, Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm, that's interesting. Right. And I remember I'd be reading books and I would tell my designer, the other designer that, and then Gretchen would be like, oh, I know that book. And they were very spiritual books that were kind of actually helping me take this whole thing to the next level. So it was just weird connections like that. Right. Um, there were a lot of those, but no, nothing like, oh, you're so going to win. Nobody right, thought right, I was right. going to win. Just things that made you feel connected to the experience and like almost like deja vu-y. Like totally. Things that felt like comfortable and, totally. and signs. Yeah. And beyond any um, outside recognition, it was all internal. The whole four months I was on the show, it was all an internal process. There was nothing out side of me that confirmed anything I mean other than hearing things but those were internal connections that I made right like oh that's a sign that's a sign it wasn't you know Heidi didn't come up to me and say you're the most amazing or, right. or whatever you know right. so that that was always interesting and then um you know there would be times where if I felt a lack of of knowing then I would go and solidify it by like radically like putting it back into my body so I remember How? one night I 
I, my designer, April had gotten eliminated. And for the first time on the show, they decide we're going to do something different where the models are not going to get eliminated with the designer, which mm, was a weird, right. that was an outside confirmation. Like, well, that's You're weird. Like, Maybe they want to keep me. <laughs> but I remember going home that night, not knowing that yet right. and being like, well, something has to happen because I know that I'm not going home, but my designer went home. So I, I can't make sense of this. Right. So it's a little scary. Right. And when I had gotten home, I remember my roommate was upset at me for something. And so the whole environment that night was just like fear and stress. And I remember writing on a big notebook that I had, like literally 50 pages, just writing, I'm the winner of Project Runway. I'm the winner of Project Runway. I remember like getting up, dancing, screaming it, crying, like just like what literally. I, it's like I, an acting. Well, you're an actor. I mean, that's a real acting exercise, like literally acting as if. Totally. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that I have to feel this way and I don't feel this way. So I have to just do anything I can to feel that way. That's real. Okay. This, because what I was going to say to you, because, because you are a healer, you're a Reiki master. Do you, when you work with clients, do you ever give them these kind of like insights or tools? Like if you're talking to them, which I imagine you do before you actually do hands on or, you know, healing, do you get to this? Like, look, you, everyone can tap into this. Like, I want some of that. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, I think probably the core thing that I teach is to feel this feeling. Daniel Laporte. Do you know Danielle yeah, Laporte? Right. Yeah. And she this makes me think of her work, which is how do you want to feel mm. and to like get yourself into that state of feeling. Totally. Totally. Because I because I, I could tell you things all day long, but until you feel it. You have to feel it in your yeah. body. Like what are the sensations? How does it taste? How does the air feel as it touches your body? Totally. Wow. Totally. And it's for me, um, especially with my Reiki clients and the experiences I have in an energetic perspective, it's really about resonance for me, mm. like this resonance of peace and knowing that like experiencing all is well. Mm. And that comes from a place of what I call pure presence. Right. So like when you're purely present, mm -hmm. then that's when possibility opens up. How do you get there? What I is think, pure presence? I think. I definitely think there's like a meditative process to it, but I, I actually feel like you can drop into it really quickly if someone guides you, if you are well-practiced at it. But usually for me, it's really just like sitting quietly and really using my sensory system because I it occurred to me that the sensory system is actually used to help you be present because you mm. can't taste into the future. You right. Can't, you can't hear or smell in the past. Right. You, you might be able to smell something now that makes you think of right. the past, but your sensory system is for now right and so i like to use that to help me get into like just that that like dropping in mm. and then from there it's really like breath work for me is really probably my best tool so, so what is your like what's your practice or your meditation practice or your daily practice what is your thing that you have to like i have to spin spinning for me or that mm. level of sweat and pushing myself that's when i, I get that. in that's when i get into my it's like a very yang like i get into my zone i love that um i just I, my body craves it do you know what i mean mm. um and then ideas come to me and that's when everything starts flowing for some reason um I love what that. is your thing that you have to do like i know people are, like do you do you do a meditation process yeah yeah i i a meditate a few different ways i think for me Presently, my go-to meditation is the breath work that I do. So what is that? What kind of breath work? So it's holotropic breath and it's oh, basically... like David Elliott? Um, I don't you gotta know, look into him. actually. I'll have to breath. look in? Yeah. yeah. 
He does the breath work. It's basically breathing into your lower belly, breathing in through your chest and exhaling out through your mouth. And it's all through your mouth. Like like a three point thing. But through your mouth, which is a little bit different actually. So, and you you also have to be laying down. It doesn't really work sitting up. So you lay down and it's literally breathing into your lower belly so that the belly balloons out oh. and then a second breath into your chest and then you exhale it out. So it's a three-part breath. That's a David Elliott breath. Oh, is it? I think. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I have to check him out. He teaches it and he he does it with one-on-one, but he teaches it. Oh, cool. Yes. And you get into like a state. Yeah. exactly. I mean, it, I mean, the first time I ever did it was like DMT. It was, it yeah. was totally life-changing. And how many minutes? Do you do that yourself? You lie down. I do. So I have a playlist, which I'll have to share with oh, you. Oh, yeah. I want the real share. Yeah. I think I just saw that. Yeah. I want your playlist. And I, I just, I play that. And I know where like certain points are for me to like it, just remember certain things. And then at the last song, I just stop the breath work and let myself kind of integrate. I think the playlist I have up right now is 33 minutes. Ooh, why 33? I love 33. It's a good number. number yeah. It's a master number. Yeah, what does that yeah. mean? I think it basically means like the highest level of, of uh, enlightenment and really? completion. Yeah. Someone out there about, probably knows Do you know about numbers? I always get 555. Oh, I don't know. Always. We'll have to look it's that like up. It's like a transformation number, but I, I I know about it, but I always want to know if someone knows more. Huh. Well, if you put all that together, then it equals six because you've got 555 is 15, then six plus or five plus one is six. And then six is a double three, which I get a lot, which is 33 as wow, well. So right. that's Wait. interesting. Oh my God. That's like a lot of math. <laughs> Wait, so the tropic breathing. And then what about, so you, okay. So you're let, let, let me think, hold on. Before I get to like what your practice is and what you teach, should we talk about like serene book and wellness official? Mm. Um, Oh my God, do you know me from my streaming book days? I remember when that came out, I was like, whoa, what is this? Why didn't I think about it? I'm such an, like, I was like, oh my God, it's genius. Thank you. So tell me about that, like, yeah, how you decided to do that and what it is, what it, it's, it's not going on anymore. No, no, no. Right. Um, yeah. So after Project Runway, right. I, I modeled for about two years and, and, and had some really great jobs. And then after about two years of it, I kind of realized like, okay, this is not really not me. Life, right? Yeah. And I want to, I also wanted to really have put out messages and energy that I felt was aligned with my principles. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to do when mm-hmm. you're you having to get behind other brands, not even, mm-hmm. not even to like look down on the industry in any way. It's just really like, you're going to have to do what a brand tells you to do. And you're selling something. You're yeah. a salesperson for something. You're like yeah. a, a puppet in a sale, totally. in, in, in a sales pitch. So I knew that that wasn't going to last for me and, and I wasn't doing so well anyways. So I just, I finally realized I had done a, a travel show, which was another manifestation where you were like the host of a travel yeah. show. I could see that. That That's was cool. Amazing. That was so me. What was the show? Um, it was called the Vagabond project and we actually That's ended up cool. winning a Webby award for best travel show in like our category that's which was amazing insane. how long did it, you do it for one season we did one season and we won a webby award wow. which is like you know anybody who know, doesn't know what a webby is it's literally like the oscars yeah. of online it's a very big deal and did you get to travel everywhere yeah. where did you guys go we went to uh beijing hong kong and macau wow. and we did it in two weeks we shot 22 episodes uh, oh my god it was literally I mean, the, actually, the things that happened even off camera were even more amazing than things we captured on camera. So it was an insanely wonderful trip. And when I got back from that, I had a lot of very curious synchronicities around people between New York and and Hong Kong and almost moved to Hong Kong because of the people that I had met there that were connected people I knew in New York. Really crazy things. And then I basically met um, a friend of mine's cousin who was an investor in some of the 
in some of the um, businesses I had interviewed on the show. And just through all these crazy coincidences, I was going to move and work for him um, in Hong Kong. And then it didn't work out because the project they did, they ended up not doing. They were going to do, they didn't do. And the this billionaire, 70-something-year-old man said, you need to start your own business. And here I am at like 25. And I'm like... Because I was going to say, what? like, that's a pretty hot shit thing. You need funding <laughs> to start something like Serene Book because it's like class pass. Well, at the time, it was actually... It evolved to become Serene Book because at the time... I had set this intention, okay, I'm going to start a business and it's a business that I can truly be proud of because here I've done things that on the exterior people think is shiny and pretty, but they mm-hmm. don't actually know that like all of this is like spiritual work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, I, that wasn't the time or place for me to be able to talk about that at the time. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to actually be able to speak to what I was actually doing. Mm-hmm. And so I had this vision of rooftop yoga one night after setting that intention and I didn't know how that was going to make money, but I had just got been, you know, given money to right. go and try something by this person. So I said, you know, I don't know how this is going to make money, but I'll just try this rooftop yoga thing. And so we ended up starting um, I myself. Right. I started that myself. And then over so what the do you years. Mean? So hold on. So the billionaire is like, I'm going to give you some money to start a business. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, here it is. It's in your bank account. Literally, here's a check. It was a $10,000 check. It wasn't like a hundred thousand, but it was. And he's like, start something. So you're like, maybe I'll start rooftop yoga. Yeah. So how did you go about doing that? This was 2012, by the way. So like. A little different time. Yeah. People now are like, oh, cool. But like back then, nobody had done that. I'd never seen anything like that before. So. And it was also for women because I felt like there was this thing happening where women were starting to come together. But mm-hmm. in New York at the time, that was not the feeling. Right. I love it. You did this. In, <laughs> wait, where, in what hotel? Um, the James. The James oh, right. Hotel, which I'm still doing it. You're still it. doing it. I know. I see. I yeah. see you doing it. So that was seven summers ago now. Crazy. And how often do you do it? We do it every Thursday. Every still? Thursday. Wait, yeah. do you go back to New York or you have someone doing it? I have it? a team there. I have a team of three people there, who've, um, one of which has been running it for five years with me. Yeah. Fiona. Hi, Fiona. Hi, Fiona. <laughs> Are you going to do it here? We've done it here. We actually did it at the Lowe's um, off of uh, Highland one summer on the helicopter landing pad. We did that like oh, cool. about five summers ago. I think LA is a little bit LA's of a different, different market for me. It's, yeah, it's yeah. different. I think in New York, people are desperate to get out and exactly. do rooftop yoga. Exactly. Here, it's like they're out, you know, you know, I don't think it has the same panache. I agree. Um, but that doesn't mean there's not something, I mean, well, we'll we get do, to, yeah, we right. do other we'll get, things. We'll get to your next thing. Yeah. Better for us. Than yeah. That. But we and did I, do it one, one summer and it was amazing. Right. So, okay. So then, so you, so you were like, I'm going to do serene book. So, so yeah. So after a few years of that, I realized like, oh, we've got this in like enormous, amazing community of people around the world. So I brought rooftop yoga to London. Um, there was a woman who came yeah, and then we make... did it there. Mm-hmm. So we did three summers um, and Jesus. like two winters. So of you're a yoga teacher. I'm not. You're just. I've just hired amazing you teachers. You just organize that, this yeah, thing. Yeah. You're a real friggin' businesswoman. <laughs> you're a businesswoman. I just, I just do things that but, I want to do. But you're a businesswoman <laughs> with like alignment and, and purpose. And I mean, that's my intention with everything that I do. And sometimes I fall short of that, but yes, that's well, <laughs> okay. So, so I wanted to explain. So Serene book was like the class pass for wellness. So you could book a heal you know yada 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 yeah healing. I mean, that's, that's what we were called that was what we were coined and we, we ran with it so I brought in two business partners and right. um this was about four years into the business I had realized okay was it working 
that basically like we had events and we had this amazing network, but this is not going to scale. It wasn't wor- right. Cause I remember I was like really fascinated by it mm-hmm. because I was like, this is genius. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it like, cause you know, I had this groomed LA blog and I was like, that's the net. You got to make money. You got to start figuring out how to turn this into one of those things exactly. where you're selling it for a billion dollars. Exactly. Cause we, you know, we were doing decent. We had mm-hmm. sponsors and we had great like things that came, but that we wanted to you really weren't scale. having like the app where you're like, people are booking and da-da-da-da. exactly. And I also think it might not have been like nat- the time is almost coming. Yeah. The timing. And well, it was, it was, you know, I've always felt like it was a little bit of It was a little, early. Was a a little, little early. I agree. Now yeah. wellness is like a trillion dollar industry. Oh yeah. So now you're multi-trillion. So, multi, <laughs> yeah. so talk about wellness official. Yeah. And what so, that, so it's kind of a Serene new book, Basically the, the, there was a combination of things that just didn't feel right. The people that I was working with weren't the right people. Mm-hmm. The, the way that I wanted to do it was limited in, based off of the way that things were set up. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to put this to rest. I put my company of five years to rest. I it was five years? Five years. Were you going into an office? Was it just a full-time? I, we had an office at one point, but at this point we, I was working remotely and I had two right. business partners and we had a pretty large team around my the God. world. So it was it was a thing. And then when when I realized like I'm not going to get to the intention with this, this configuration of things right. and people... And and especially to being a practitioner, I really realized like I was actually the person who onboarded the practitioners that we had. We had about 1,200 that were onboarded before we even launched. 1,200? And I had talked to probably 1,000 of them personally. And, you know, um, my biggest thing was as a practitioner, the and these being my friends, my, my peers, some mm-hmm. of them being my students, some of them being my teachers, mm-hmm. people that we had hired, people that hired me. Jesus. My like real community, that first thousand out of the 1200 that were onboarded onto the platform, I knew that more than anything, I owed something better to them. Right. And it just, it, why it just wasn't working. It there just, was just a lot of things that I was not able to do based off the way that I set up the business that I felt I needed control over. And, right. and I felt that the market, um, needed more than a subscription. I feel like mm. it needed a multi-vendor marketplace that then a subscription. Know what, that means. what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is a multi-vendor So basically like think think of like what Etsy is mm-hmm. um mm. is what is what Wellness Official is really building in a lot of ways but for holistic health where people can have their own sort of shop yes. within within totally autonomous. Because right. I realized that like to really help for them to support, thrive. Exactly. Right. To real like to be authentic and supporting not just the individual practitioner but the industry as right. a whole, I can't I can't have any control over what you're doing. Right, because then you're in control of them. You're like, I'm just going to be taking a percentage and I run it, and right. you're only this limited. Right, and it was actually even right. more than that. It was like, okay, this is a subscription, so you can only fit into it in this way. And eventually, right. we're gonna we were gonna broaden that, but we were leading with the subscription, and it really was a great idea, and I really did feel good about it. But mm. when I realized I was constrained to only being able to do that based off of what was happening at that time, I just it just wasn't right, right, for, right. for a few different reasons. So I, I closed the business and I said, okay. That must have been a big decision. By the way. Well, yeah, it was pretty painful. There was okay. a lot of, <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of things in there okay, so you closed that the weren't easy. And you said, okay. I took a break for about three months, which was like three months of just like crying and taking classes and right. seeing teachers and really assessing like, okay, where am I really going to be? Because essentially what really happened, at, I would say at the end of that five year period was that I had given away all of my all of my ownership. Like there was, Mm. I I started the business in 2012 and by the time it got to 2000, what was it? 17, the business that I had started, I no longer had any real control over. And it was really about like 
the intention for this is to scale this industry and for it to be the better for the betterment of the whole. Right. And that and I had given away the power to make that happen. And so I knew that I needed to really look at myself like, why am I sacrificing things that are so fucking important? Did to me? you find yourself like in meetings or in situations you're like, OK, but you knew it was not right. You're like, yeah, we'll do that. But like, yeah, I found myself in situations where like I literally didn't have the legal power to make decisions that I should have had. Right. Just because it wasn't set up like that from the beginning. Yeah, because the way that I allowed things to. But you didn't know. I mean, at I the did same it. point, it's your first big business. It was. You were a kid. Yeah, true. I mean, like, true. how would you even have known that? Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, there I, there, there, were some advisors who told me differently that I didn't right. listen to. Oh, but thankfully, so they're still on board with me. Thanks, guys. Right. <laughs> and then you, so then you got, so then you mutated it. So then, so then what happened? Yeah, so I took a break for three months. And, I, and I'm not kidding. I mean, I went and took a goddess course. Um, well, what's that? Um, the Urban Goddess with okay. um, Amanda. What is Amanda's last name? Oh, my God, Amanda, don't kill me. It's the Urban Goddess um, course. It's a three month course I took. um, And that was amazing. Totally transformational. Tell me about it. Tell us about it. Um, So basically she has three different archetypes of like the the feminine and mm-hmm. they're represented by kind of like the, the compassionate goddess, mm-hmm. the fiery goddess and um, the sensual goddess. Mm-hmm. And so then she teaches you each month about the different types of goddesses that fit into that archetype and how to embody them and how to call upon them and to work with wow. them. Okay. So everyone from like Durga, which is like mm-hmm. the fiery, you know, like takes no shit to the Venus, which is like all about being in receptive, mm-hmm. you know, calm, uh, sensual place to the compassionate goddess like Quan Yin which is like just I see peace and love and everyone and everything and to have that full trinity in yourself and to embody that and practice that so that was something that totally changed my life because really honestly the time I was kind of only living in the compassionate goddess Mm -hmm. I was only seeing things as like oh I only see you as like I know you're trying your best you know and and that Durga needed to come in. Durga needed to come <laughs> in and take some names. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was wow. a big thing. Or also living in my sensuality, like not being afraid of my feminine power, of not course. being afraid of like beauty or sex or the Absolutely. power to be like an amazing woman that's open and free. Mm-hmm. Where was this class? Did you do it online? Is it like writing or um, is it groups? Or? Urban Goddess. I, I need we'll, to. We'll have to look it yeah, up. Yeah, I need we'll, to make we'll, sure we'll I give make her sure credit for we'll, this because we'll Amanda's amazing. Um, and, and how I, did you find her? Uh, she reached out to me. I think um, we had some mutual friends from New York and then she reached out to me and I went, oh, I went to one of her classes that she taught um, at, uh, uh, I forgot where in she taught it. Yeah, somewhere in LA. And, and Oh, in LA? Yeah, in LA. This is all in LA. Oh, this was in LA. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, that's I good to know. I was living here at the time. Oh, so we'll have to make sure we get her yeah. in the notes. Yeah, she's amazing. I want to know about that. And that really changed everything for me because I didn't, I didn't look at myself as such a complex like that, that, that there was a need for all of those things to be present at once. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, because I just thought compassion was like, that was it. And it was like, actually, no, like you can get steamrolled if you don't have boundaries and you don't let them be known what they are. And then and having compassion with that. Wow. But being clear in your power. Absolutely. So, and, and I also started seeing, um, a teacher of mine who I see now, like twice a month, Dr. Clara, who is... Who's that? What's that? Uh, this woman is 75 years old. She looks like she's 45. She's what does she do? She's a goddess. She's basically like a counselor, therapist, coach, and she doesn't really have a specific modality, but she's been teaching for like 45 years. How did you find her? Uh, through actually a, a boyfriend at the time. 
do so you what do you do with her? her? I'm actually going to her um, this week. And I mean, I literally just sit with her and she'll sometimes do some gong sound healing. And then she'll just say, so what is present with you at this moment? Oh my and God. then you just start telling her what's going on. Kind of like you would a therapist. Right? Yeah. And then she just teaches. And it's so freaking profound. I literally, I have to record every single thing. I listen to it multiple times. I literally, sometimes I'm like, I literally will be like, Dr. Clara, I'm, I feel so dumb right now. Can you repeat right. that in a way that I can understand? Cause she's just like so much more. I cannot wait to get her. There's a lot. She's You've got incredible. all the good hits. Incredible. So I, I, and then I started going to Kabbalah classes and I started taking more energy healing and started doing more energy yeah, healing. Yeah. So tell us about your energy healing that you do. Yeah. How often do you do that? Like, so you're making a living from that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like full on, full on Reiki. Yeah. So it's really, it's, um, both do, being, being a healer myself and then bringing the healers to the platform and building this platform right now. Yeah. That's the two things. And it really came out of that three month period, three months, three has always been a really significant number for me. Yeah. And so after that three month period of like mourning and loss and rebuilding, I realized, Oh my God, I'm a different person. Wow. I'm not, I'm it literally took down so many things that I thought I was, or that I thought I should be. I completely became who closer to who I am. And that's when I, I started getting back into my healing work. And that's when I had this download of Wellness Official and realized, oh, it's time. So you got another download. Yeah. So tell us about so many damn downloads. <laughs> Jesus. That's like, embarrassing. It's like. I love it. Okay. So tell me about the Wellness Official download and when did it come to you? Were you like, was it, li was it like a literal, like in a moment? Was it a voice? Was it that same kind of thing or just like meditating on business like I gotta like revamp I gotta like reincarnate what I was set out to do yeah I think a lot of it came with from the goddess work a lot of it came from the goddess work because I'm so getting into that goddess work, <laughs> I, yeah because the goddesses will speak to you and Jesus. I think a lot of the work that we have been told in the western world is it's like more of a male god mm -hmm. and like when you start to get into the different goddesses you can really understand the different personalities and faces of the feminine mm. spirit and so I literally was getting downloads like no like you're not stopping like it's not even an option because yeah. I, I wanted to stop. I was You're like, like, we're oh, done. I'm like not this gonna... was hard and I totally failed. You mean with Serena, like I'm not going to do another business. Again, yeah. A big, big It was thing. like that, that, you know, it didn't go the way I wanted to. I, I don't know how I could do this by myself. Mm -hmm. Am I smart enough? Mm -hmm. Am I whatever enough, Ugh. you know? And then after about three months, it was like, you are more than enough and you are doing this. <laughs> like it's wow. not even a, question and I then started to just look back at the years of work and thinking about oh my god I know exactly what is needed I know exactly I know what I need as a practitioner so if I just build what I need and what my friends need then like that's that's at least good enough right <laughs> you know and then what happened like what it, like how so did you start? in very crazy ways a friend of mine who I literally had just met probably two months prior came to me and said I want to give you money Shut Oh my God. It's all, and what do you mean? Personal loan. I'm going to give you money. I don't even want you like, we'll, we'll figure Without it you out. Without even asking or just like, yeah. you were talking about. I told him no. I was like, I can't take it. And he was like, you, A, you, I know you need it because you want to build this business. And B, like, I'm not kidding when I tell you, like, I see what you're doing and it needs to happen. And I know that I can help you. And like, seriously, here's a personal loan. You'll pay me back when right. you're able to. I don't even want equity. 
So this, so, but you had been talking to him saying, I need to do something, or he just like came to um, you randomly? No, he pretty much just came to me. I'd only known him for a couple of months. And he's and like, look, I want to give you money to start a business. And you're like, I, I had know. basically had told him I was in a, a transitionary place and that I was thinking about starting my, my business from right. what I had done in the past. And I was still kind of figuring it out. I wasn't telling anybody what it really was at the time. And then one day he literally came to me and was like, you need to take this money. And I had never been given that much before. So I was like, uh... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I can do it. And he's like, no, you're taking it. <laughs> Did you even know what to do? Were you just like, what do I do? I mean, at first it was like, he, he basically said to me, like, take this so that you can figure it out. Like have some money so you can have time to figure right. out what you're even building. And that whole concept was foreign to me. So even that was such a huge, it was clear that something in my energy had shifted because to be able to have space like that was completely foreign to me. You know, you've been hustling for, for years, years years so even to think you know, he'd say like you know you should probably take your friend up on going to such and such trip because right like that will give you better ideas and you'll be in like immersed in like a higher energy and I'd be like uh but I, I don't know if you if I should spend that money like that and he's like no no no, you should and it what this is not a sugar daddy by the way let me be very say, clear amazing <laughs> it's not a lover this is not a sugar daddy no <laughs> we've never had sex God. he's a true like a true a true true philanthropist and he's done this with many people all over the world it's not just me um specifically like he's invested in people of color women and and he i mean he's an incredibly brilliant forward-thinking person and a young guy at that and so what that was really weird i was like are you still friends "Hmm." with him oh yeah oh my god i talked i literally was just texting him before i came here like hey does need friends no i'm just kidding (laughs) okay so wait so so you went and you're like took the time and then you're like how do i build this yeah. So I started to just kind of, um, I, I basically resigned to the fact that I'm doing this, I'm doing it by myself and, and I am, and, and really a lot of it was like putting a, a, a fire under myself to just say like accountability, like, you know what there is to do. You just got to do it. Even if you don't see the full picture of the how it's just time. And so I had the general concept of an online marketplace for holistic practitioners for years. I mean, even prior to Serene book. So I knew, and then I started talking to different developers I hired a developer firm out of um, between Miami and India and these guys are great they've been incredible and to build your site yeah and they've really I mean I came to them and I said just so you know I don't really know what I'm doing I'm not a tech person this is my second tech company but you know and they were just like all right we get it how'd you find them um through a recommendation of of a producer that I had worked with on a on a commercial right and um and it's good experience they're good You're, oh, they're still working with yeah you. amazing they're your team. they've been incredible so there's no design is there a design company so then I, I hired a designer and i brought on a few different people that i had known over the years and right. basically just slowly started to build up the concept and build out the design and you know built the landing page of the squarespace myself which is what you i mean right. hopefully by the time this comes out that won't right. be there anymore right, <laughs> but right, right. like there was a few things i just kind of diy'd myself and right. um and then, and then a family member came to me out of nowhere, a family member I would have never expected and said, I want to invest in you. I want to give you a personal loan. And so that was the second, actually the third wave of, of financing that came in. And then it just kind of, it was really apparent by 2018, once, once I crossed into this year, like, oh, this is really happening. And I, I now need to let my consciousness or, and my body feel it actually like expand to what yeah. has already happened because it was foreign. So the, so the vision is I'm going to have like almost like an Etsy for wellness providers where they're all there with their own sort of shop 
or it, it, it it's a um, aggregates their work and then you as the owner of this company or do you get a commit like how does it yeah. right right so that's great yeah so great as question. they're booking and they're booking yeah so i basically looked like, at my own practice i'm like well what what is like the number one thing that i need to make my business scale and one of them was like i needed a platform where i could book appointments seamlessly and i could have messaging right there in one place right because for me right now i have a website and then you come and book and then you might email me and we go back and forth acuity? on dates. I don't, I thought about it. I don't really like, it doesn't really personally fit for me, but right. I, I have some friends who do use it. I know yeah. Calendly is another thing. Yeah. I set, up a, I set up acuity cause I wanted to try it. Yeah. How do you like it? Um, well, I haven't, I just set it up. So I have, besides Groom Delay, I have this thing called Emily Wagner studio where I do branding and design and web Amazing. design and creative coaching like one-on-one consulting and makes sense yeah it makes, makes sense because <laughs> uh, like you i've created a, I've, I've not one amazing tech thing but a, a like small creative businesses so i just started the acuity i haven't um i i just literally just this week i set it up for oh, my nice. for my coaching i'll see how it goes nice, yeah. i know you can brand it you can clean up the branding you yeah. can make it your own yeah um, yeah, Calendly. I feel like Calendly. No, you can't buy those through Calendly. Yeah, you can't. But Acuity, Acuity you, can. you can shop. So, yeah. like, if you're on Square, are you going to have Wellness Official on Squarespace? Um, no. So it's 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 on its own built right. platform. So it's yeah. a custom yeah. design thing, right? Yeah. So Squarespace is just your fun landing yeah. page, right? Yeah, exactly. You, if you want a big platform, exactly, you can't do Squarespace. Yeah, no, Squarespace. no, no, no. So on Squarespace, okay. So because I was going to say on Squarespace, like I just have my site on Squarespace because I design. On and then you can plug Acuity into that. Is that yeah, okay. and you would re- re- remove any kind of Squarespace checkout. So it does uh-huh. your checkout, but I don't know. I haven't I haven't done it yet. Yeah, much. I think I think Acuity is actually probably the best thing out there right now. But there was a few things that I looked at from everything from meetup to ZocDoc to yeah, Airbnb what you got, and just right. kind of looking at well what is like the best of the best out of all this and how right. how could I make this um, usable for my own needs as a right. practitioner so I, I basically look I mean I think Etsy is an amazing amazing company and oh um, God, yes. has like really changed a lot of things in tech but also just in like entrepreneurialism in general and so I really looked at that and and thought okay what if we built this for holistic health and we and really gave the power to the individual practitioner to really own their platform like mm. they that's like a um a base that we can host so you basically they design their shop they yeah right so basically you pay a 20 dollars a month fee which is nothing, nothing which i did on purpose yeah um and then we take five percent commission that's it that's amazing. So, and I'm sure over time things will grow and change, right. but that's where I want to start. Cause I really like, I wanted my friends, my right. clients to understand like we're serious about wanting to raise this industry and, and to help, you know, scale. And is it just you for now? So I do have, I do have a few um, advisors and mm-hmm. I have, I have a, a small team, but I do own it outright right now but I, I will be bringing on Holy equity partners shit. eventually you are a bad ass <laughs> you are a bad ass thank you thank you so okay so because I'm going to get to my like I'm calling it a lightning round yeah I got that from Luke's story because he did this lightning round and I was obsessed with it and I'm like Those I came fun. up with lightning round questions yeah um so you okay so besides your wellness official and besides being like a basically a tech goddess <laughs> um for wellness you have your your healing practice mm-hmm. and you take clients mm-hmm. And then 
and and that's your and then other kind of healings are just the reiki uh, i breath work and reiki breath work. yeah and i mean i use angel cards but that, that's oh, like I my okay so i'm gonna ask you my questions <laughs> yeah, now please my god you're amazing and i'm gonna have to do like a session with you obviously i would love that i session. would love that do you notice i have my sound bowls over i there? did it's beautiful I, your, your space is beautiful i love what you've done we have to thank it's honestly it's 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 portola paints it's Megan Wallace James with her modern feng shui. We're, we're, you, I wish you could have seen this a month and a half I ago. I mean, also this is like, wow. But like, look at this color. Uh, like, I know. This it's paint vibrates. It's, it's not cheap, but this paint vibrates. It fucking, I, like, I'm not putting any art up. It's no, like it's art. Beautiful. It, it's beautiful. It's so rich. It vibrates at a level that I can't even explain it. No, it's beautiful. It's it, like we're in a terracotta pot. Just we're like in a terracotta pot. And, like, also in L.A., like, everything is, like, so white in Venice. But, like, the whole, you know how this aesthetic is very much totally. like, like the now massage, which I love. It's totally. beautiful. But I just went a different way. Like, it's so bright outside. Now I'm coming and it's, like. Yeah, it's it just comforting. takes it down a notch. Yeah, like I'm inspired. Actually, I'm really inspired because it used to be I thought we're in LA, everything has to be like white and green, and no, like this. Now I I can't explain it. It's like that's a really good point. It just takes huh. it down a notch. After outside, it's so bright, and like now my kids come in and they're just like, huh? It's really chill. I like that. The yeah. vibe is so. Do you chill. mind if I like uh, use this color? Someday? No, not only do you not mind, but I swear I will. I'm so upset. Wait. I am so obsessed with Portola paints that I should be on your podcast. Wait, no, I've tagged them a (laughs) hundred times. I follow them on Instagram. And then I, there was like a job and I was like, I want to work. They're like, Emily, you are um, overqualified. But I was like, can I, I became obsessed with the paint store. No, I'm like, I was there yesterday. They should at least be sponsoring this show. (laughs) They should at least be paying for my paint. It's, it's, it's it's not like, it's not Home Depot. Um, Okay. So we got your playlist. Okay, so what's your fave wellness hack? Ooh. Like these are just, I honestly think of these when I'm spinning. I would say breath work. Like the breath breath work work is just, you can't. Done. Love it. What is like the worst, most hacky hack wellness thing that you've come across? Like we've come across so many. That's like not really a hack? Like, like, no, I don't mean hack. Sorry. Like what's like, like more like whack. Oh, like what's like, what's like the wackiest, like not good, like, like a trend or like hacky. Oh my god! Like not hack like a good hack that is faster, but like what's that? Like what a hack! Gosh, what like if I see the word shaman, it makes me think of a. Ha- <laughs> it, it, it's just a ha- no offense, but it's just hacky to me. Um, or what, hokey. Hokey. Let's see what what would that be? God, like we're like that didn't work out very well. Do you uh, know what I mean? Yeah, like I can't totally. think of any either. I was trying to think of something. Can I come back to that one? Yeah. I actually can't think of it right now. I know. Now. I was but also. I'm sure I have a million because I live in Venice and I'm I'm often exactly. like, oh, man, really, guys? Exactly. <laughs> I'll have to think of that one and get back to me. On I that. know. I'm trying to. For, I, I was like, <laughs> what is it? I couldn't think. So it's okay if you can't. Okay. Um, so, oh, I was thinking, well, now I get it because from talking to you, I understand it. But I was thinking because like when I was reading about you, I was like, oh, she's very yin. There's Reiki. There's the glow. I'm like, and I was thinking, how do you get your yang on? Mm. But now I get it because the breath work is really yang. Yeah, I actually like really need um, yin in my life because people, and I think when they get to actually talk to me, they're like, yeah, oh, you're, wait, you're, she's actually like way more hard than Yeah, me. I get it. I'm like, oh, wait, I get the yang. So, so well, the yin, well, I think what's interesting about the breath work is that it's kind of yin yang. Yeah, I was going to say, I, would f- I, f- I feel it's really balancing it's the two balance. sides of myself. But for me to get more yang, like I actually literally was just talking to my friend about this last night. I need to do more sweat related That's stuff. what I was thinking because I was spinning when I thought about this. So yeah. what do you, do you? I, I, I like to run with Aria. <laughs> Not my daughter, the dog. <laughs> but my fur baby. 
Um, I like to run, but I, I actually probably need to do more like, I feel like I need to do more like aggressive, like get energy out ways. Oh, you know what you of, should do? Like maybe boxing or something boxing like that. Boxing would be great. Yeah, I think that'd be really healthy for me because I have a, I have a lot of masculine energy in my daily life because although I, I, I'm actually doing a lot of Reiki right now, I also spend many, many hours like talking on the phone closing deals. Shit, this is what needs to happen. I'm talking about India. <laughs> it's oh a God. lot. So Wait, are you single? Like, can I fix you up with someone? I, I am dating someone Fuck. newly. So okay. I'm open right now, but I'm going to check back. <laughs> I don't know how long like it will last. I'll tell weeks. you. <laughs> I'm checking back. Cause I'm just like, I might I be taken by then. I'll tell I'm you right now. <laughs> taken or I'm like going to fucking get you married. Um, although I don't believe in marriage. Okay. Um, Oh, this is kind of intense, but I, I think I know the answer. Like, do you feel like you have, I bet you're going to say you don't have, like a biggest, like, uh, I wouldn't say it's a regret, but like a missed opportunity. Like, fuck, had I only gone to, sometimes I think, had I only said yes to this TV show or had I only, mm. my biggest, not regret, but like biggest, like in hindsight or yeah. you, or you, or at the same time being of the believer of like everything happens for a reason. There I have no. I have literally one of those that at the same time I know I did the right thing. Right. But I a few years ago, um, I was dating a beautiful, wonderful man. Mm -hmm. Um very oh, shit. jet setter kind of dude, who, but also a very good guy. And he was always traveling, always traveling. And I lived in New York and he invited me to come to his hometown in Italy. Oh Jesus. And I, just I gotta chill. said no. And I remember saying no because it was super early and I just felt like I needed to make him wait a little bit. Oh, fuck. But I miss that Italy trip. I, I, I could have taken that trip. <laughs> take the fucking <laughs> ladies. Take the trip. I'm you not live saying give, give away the cookies. You don't have to give the goods. That's actually not my 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 uh, approach. But yeah, I, I could have taken that trip. So it was too soon. We're still friends. You had slept together and so. you're like, I don't want to go. Away. I can't commit to going away with him yet. Yeah. It's over. And now like I, I always say yes to the trips now. I agree. <laughs> Never turn down a trip to Italy. OK. Um, OK. Ooh, this is a good one. My questions are really dark. Like what gets you through the dark hours? Like when you get those moments of the oh doubt, my God. the fear, the depression. Oh, do you yeah. get depressed? Like do you get... I, I haven't gotten depressed, but I definitely, I, I, t I talked to my teacher about this. I get the pull of depression and she and I have a whole well, ongoing thing where I can literally feel it pulling me. And I will literally be like, I'm not going that direction. But I, I don't, I have not gotten depressed, but I can definitely feel... What do you feel, mean I have not gotten depressed? Like I can like, feel like this like feeling of come down this rabbit hole of sadness and, oh. and I can see it. It's not like I'm in it. I can see it and I'm like, Ooh. no, 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 no. Lana, we got to be proactive and, and like shift this. So I, I definitely, actually I have anxiety a lot and you know, I, a friend of mine was laughing. He's like, how is it that someone like you has anxiety? And I'm like, I think I you're do this human. because I have anxiety. And you're human. Yeah. What do you mean you're human? And a hu it's, I it's, mean, it's I'm like, hey, I, I'm working on six time zones right now. And, you know, yeah. there's a big baby being born. And it's hard sometimes. It's some, it's, And it can be very scary. But for me, those those dark times, I mean, I have them at night. That's mm. how they usually come. I usually Ooh. will wake up in the middle of the night breathless yeah and i and it's and i always know what it is it's it's, it's like oh this is a lot how am i gonna get to all of this right. overwhelm right overwhelm and i think prayer and meditation is like the only for me has been the only answer and sometimes i just have to really sit with it and just like and i can feel that it's an energetic shift like my containers is growing and it feels like a lot and just sitting with that and like feeling the pain of that. I, I like to cry. I cry a lot. Thank God. Good. <laughs> yeah. Always cry. It's great. I wish I cried more. 
Too much Prozac. Okay. <laughs> um, so wait a minute. Okay. Are they similar? Um, so I get, I guess I get these. Okay. I, I question sweat or chill. What do you prefer? It sounds like you need to get some sweat. What is relax? What is relaxation? Do you take a day off? Oh yeah. All the time. Oh, you do? Time. Yeah. Yeah. I just went to, I just went to Denver. I just had an amazing, um, time with a gentleman that I'm seeing right now. And, and I spent like two days not working and I went, I went away went and with him. yeah. And just oh, like, you're seeing someone. You're rela- not- <laughs> well, it's, it's all new, but I, okay. I, I am seeing someone that's really great. And, and that to me is like, I think what I've been realizing lately, even if it's not with someone that I'm seeing right. or, 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 or with a friend, it's like, how can I go away? I think is probably cause I, I I'm at home a lot. I work at home a lot. I have Reiki sessions at home mm. a lot. So it's like, maybe pulling myself out, going to nature, pulling myself out and going and spending time with people I care about and not being on my phone. Cause when I'm with someone, I'm not on my phone. So that's really that's amazing. I was going to say, what important. is your relationship to like to social media? Like, are you just like, Oh my God, it's so essential. I hate it. I have to, do I it. have a, a, automated. A lot of people think that I'm on it a lot. I'm actually, I have, I have a small team working on it and I have a lot of automated posts. Oh, that's great. So they pre-plan. Yeah. It we spend then... like an hour a week where I actually like set posts up and then I have somebody who's doing a lot of All right. I need their information. Social media. I need, for Cause me. like I can't, I have, you know, it's so funny. I hired one of those like on Instagram. They're like seven days free trial. I did it. Yeah. I signed up. And now I am every minute. It's like groomed LA approved. Groomed LA loves this. I'm not doing it. And people are like, thank you. Thank you. I can't. I don't know who. I don't know what the company is. <laughs> I ne- I'm, I hope to God I'm not paying for it. I'm like, wait, I'm looking at my PayPal. I'm like, why does it keep saying groomed LA approved? Groomed LA loves this. I was like, I, I did that what, like for seven days to I see it. how it would work. And it's still working. It's still you working. You don't know if you're paying for it. You might be. You might be paying for it. I check my PayPal <laughs> and I'm like, why does it keep doing? And at the same point, I kind of don't want to know. Working. Well, it's working because it's engagement. It's not totally. It's not um, following or I'm not getting followers. I, I'd like that because I know you're supposed to have it for business. Um, do you have any vices? Vices um, doesn't have to mean like d- debauchery. Like I would say ice cream or binge eating is um, like I mean, the worst thing for me. It's like my vice. I love French fries. I really overdo it on French fries and salt. Like I, I eat saltines and things like that. Saltines? <laughs> can we, can we get like, I'm boring in that way. But that's good. It's classic. I'm it's like old school. so boring in that way. I, re- like I really like triscuits are amazing. I'm a Virgo too. So like I'm very conserved mm. in a lot of ways. I mean, I can definitely be like, like I'm already like, living a life that is very specific and and pushes a lot of boundaries for me on a daily basis so for me that's like i I don't i don't need drugs i don't need crazy orgies i don't need any of that orgies are really (laughs) they're just so exhausting who's got time for orgies i was gonna say do you get tired um so i don't know like give me some more oh i do like these okay no um what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't doing this Oh my God. Are these good questions or are they yeah. lame? I mean, like I'm no, no Diane Sawyer, but I love them. I feel like there's a few different lives I'd be living. One of them is I would be living off of off the grid on a compound, like rescuing Ooh. animals. That's like a oh. true dream that I want to fulfill someday. Um, also being like uh like some sort of uh conscious politician, which Ooh, I don't know how that would actually that. happen, but I've like I used to want to be the president when I was a kid. Like really little Ooh. until I knew what was actually <laughs> happening. What was at stake? What was it? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Trigger word. I already told you mine. It's shaman. 
Um, Actually, trigger. <laughs> trigger. You hate the word trigger. It makes you crazy. Fuck. Well, I got you. Trigger. You yeah. just hate it. Well, it's just like, you know, they, this, know that's a trigger I, for me. I mean, I get it. I probably got this from someone. I was probably like <laughs> listening. This is, oh, by the way, I'm sure none of this is mine. I probably stolen it from it's 600 good, it's people. Good. Okay, so trigger. That's a good. Oh, I like that. Trigger. Yeah, trigger. I actually used it yesterday in a text message. I was like, oh, I hate that I use that word. Really but triggers me. But it does. Yeah. Trigger triggers me. Yeah. You know what else triggers me? What? And I use it unpack. <laughs> actually, it's so good though. It's so good. <laughs> Let's just unpack this. I'm always like, we have to unpack why it drives me crazy to unpack this because it's overused. Oh, it is. We're just gonna let's unpack that. Yeah, that's a good one. Or like, um authentic we hear oh, a lot but authentic. i use it all the time and no my clients fuck? know it's like my number one i'm like i know you know okay yeah. so give us okay so i'm gonna write down and you'll like the names of dr this dr that urban goddess and then what's your social handles oh yeah so um and actually like if you want to find amazing practitioners all these people are gonna be on wellness official right so when is wellness so, official is it at the end of the summer we'll be fully launched so well we are gonna we are gonna be like go bananas about be it amazing we'll give you an and ad you'll so have many the ongoing people, so many people that, that i'm sure you'd want to have people on I'm the interviewing, show we'll get we'll, we'll funnel them because we have I mean, I'm so not it's kidding. wellness practitioners, it's yeah. healers, brands, brands. We have even some studios from London, um, New York, LA. Yeah, we'll get everyone I a mean, wellness official. Amazing, amazing people. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm getting messages. Please, guys, hit me up on yeah. my DMs because I'm yeah. getting messages. They're like, "Can I be on on wellness official?" I'm like, uh, "Can you? Maybe be? <laughs> I'll be like an agent." Uh, well, I'm actually looking for that. So okay. let's talk about that. Because <laughs> that's what I, this is legitimately what I do. Well, I think what's also really exciting about what we're doing is that not only do we have this platform where people can actually, mm -hmm. you know, interface and, mm -hmm. and exchange, but we also, I, we do programming for the Soho houses here in Los Angeles. Done. We work with, um, a lot of different brands from Lululemon to Ghost Flower to Flow Water to Harmless Harvest. And we're constantly plugging in practitioners into different things. So there's you know, internationally. So right, right now I'm actually programming some things in, in um, London and I'm looking for practitioners. Like I go into my database. Oh, I can help you with London too. Amazing. Because of my friend Monet, who was on the podcast, lived in London. Amazing. She's very into wellness. And then also I'm going to connect you with Kara Erickson, who's on the show. I know show. her. I love right. her. She's incredible. When I so saw Whitma. her on the show, I was like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's incredible. She's I've got to get her sure. episode up. Okay. So, okay, done. And um, I'll be like an agent. I'll, I'll be like, uh, you need to have agents. No, I mean, it, we've got so many amazing practitioners that are constantly, um, you know, on my mind. And it's just like, oh, we could plug them into this campaign and we could have them come into this. And we, and that's what we do a lot. A oh, lot. My, okay. My mind is reeling. All right. Well, so. It's, uh, so oh, Milana okay. Snow is my personal mm -hmm. Instagram account. M-I-L-L-A-N-A. S-N-O-W. Right. And Wellness Official okay, is done. the business account. <gasps> Thank you so much. Thank you. You're the this cutest thing that ever lived. <laughs> and if you if it doesn't work out with the guy, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I can't bear it. It's early. I shouldn't even be talking about it on, on a podcast. Okay, well, hopefully he won't listen. <laughs> Don't tell him that you did he this. He probably will, but that's okay. Um, okay. Well, um, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, guys. Milana, thank you so much. You can find Milana at milanasnow.com. That's with two L's. Wellnessofficial.co.co. And Milana Snow on Instagram. And this episode is brought to you by the lovely people of Gravity Blankets. Oh my gosh. I talked about how much I love my Gravity Blanket. In fact, I'm getting two because I want one on both sides of the bed. They, they're kind of like just meant for one person. But we've become obsessed with them in my house. And if you put in the code... 
groomed LA, you will get 15% off. And that's a lot because they're, they're, they're up there. Um, it's also brought to you by Live Spring Water. Just go to LiveSpringWater.com and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's just going to take your life basically to the next level. Um, until then, thank you. Star, rate, share. Um, go to the Patreon Groom Delay page and give me money and all that good stuff. And until next time, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.